0: And welcome to Unleash Your Inner Diva, the podcast designed to bring out the inner goddess in all of us. Join your host, Serena Novelli, as she delves deep into the world of self love, female sexuality, conscious dating, personal growth, and all round happiness. Now, let's get into today's episode.
1: Hey and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Diva, the podcast. I'm Serena Novelli, a certified sex love and relationship coach specializing in female sexuality and self-love and I am really excited to be here today with the gorgeous, gorgeous Jane Miller. Hey! (laughs) I'm really excited. (laughs) So before we get started on what we're going to talk about, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit about who you are, and how we connected maybe, and a little bit about what you do. Yes,
2: yeah, so I'm Jane Miller, and I'm a parent coach that supports parents to, who want to bond more, but understand and bridge behaviour issues with their children. So my struggle as a parent has been for 16 years now, because she's 16, and I've been a single parent, and realised how much work it takes to be a parent and um she's always been challenging and how much I've really had to reflect and change what I say how I do it and when I really really needed support and reached out to schools and GPs other agencies I was always told that because of my career in child care and education of over 20 years that all they would suggest are the things that I'd put into place mm-hmm. so um with my career and as a parent when lockdown hit I decided to really focus on one of the things that I had on my business list and that was helping parents and it took me about a year to really shape what I how I want to do that and why I want to do that and partly part of that is because of also being a foster child when I was younger yeah so about the age of three. I was between three and four was taken into foster care because my mum was an alcoholic, she was taking drugs, she had men around us all the time. I'm the eldest of three children, so I was looking after my younger sisters. Um, my youngest one was only six months, and I can still remember different situations we were in, like quite bad situations. Went on then to being foster care for until I was 18, mm-hmm. where I fought for to be understood, to be heard, because that is really, really important. And actually, I wasn't heard as a child. And that's really shaped me as an adult. Also, the abuse and things that happened to me when I was younger, it really shaped me as a person, but also shaped me as a parent and, you know, good and bad things. So, If I knew some of the stuff or most of the stuff that I do now, I would have been a totally different parent and my child probably would have been totally different. So for me now, it's about getting out there and supporting parents on their parenting journey, not that, you know, we're perfect because... As parents were not, and we can't be perfect because things change all the time, and people are so different. Even in a partnership, you know, your parenting will be so different because of experiences of your own upbringing and how you were parented and your own values and stuff like that so I am on a massive massive mission to be able to support parents not to have to struggle and be on their own to enjoy parenting and for children to be heard and understood.
1: Amazing I love it so I'm like obviously you you know my story we met last year at a little retreat that we were that we were at I've got five kids and yeah, like all different ages. My eldest is 26, my youngest is six. And then I've got a few sprinkled in the middle. But like you say, like that relationship that you have with your with your children, each one of my children and I have a completely different relationship. The way I approach them, the way that they approach me. Um, some of them are more, they'll be more open with me, and um, where others are a little bit more closed, but it's their own personality and it's about understanding, isn't it? And and you're never going to get it, like you said, 100%, right? There's times when like my kids look at me like I'm crazy, like, what is she trying to do here? But if you can get like a, the foundations in that are going to support them in their growth and if you can align with your partner, so my partner and I have been together forever and we are completely different people. He was brought up his dad was is, is a bit older than his mum, uh, quite a lot older than his mum. so his dad was really strict he's an italian brought up in a very small community and the the belt and, and and all of that kind of stuff so he brought that into his relationship with his children because that's all he knew and then mine was similar to you my mum was an alcoholic i was looking after my brother and sister like not like fully looking after them as in i i wasn't asked to be the parent but there was times like where my mum would would come home from school my mum would be slaughtered on the sofa completely intoxicated not not able to function properly and then you've got a younger brother and sister that need food and need looking after yeah. and so you kind of take on that responsibility as a child don't you so like that's how I grew up but and we the both- protector. her so it, yeah. for me
2: definitely it was to protect that no other men were going by my sisters yeah, she um, wanted to keep those seeing things that you know we we had around her
1: yeah 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 it's hard it's really hard and you don't as as couples you don't get because you've lived completely different experiences you can't really fully appreciate or understand what the other one's been through it's only your own experiences that you can really work with. So I think like the work for parent child support is so important. I know that a lot of my friends would say or oh, if I went and asked for support like for my kids I'd feel like I was a bad mum or not good enough and and that's not yeah. the truth is it? The truth no, is no. You're, and you're showing up and you're and you're doing the work.
2: It's kind of a strength and that's part of the message I'm really trying to get out there so mm-hmm. we we have a if we've got a car we take it for an MOT or we get it serviced before something happens to it and we 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 maintain them. If we're in business, we outsource things so we don't out, burn, you know, burn out, or if it doesn't take us so long to do stuff, and, and whatever the reason is, we get that support. We train all the time. We learn these things, and um, if you're employed, you're you've got a team leader or manager to go to, or you've got tr- continuous training um, and qualifications, and it's exactly the same for parents, but we're not taught how to to be parents it's yeah. just we haven't got any control in this country where we've got kind of rules and guidance on when to have children how to to bring them up with the support and there isn't the agencies of support around us to also support us with that and if you've got if you're like me that haven't had a family and and has haven't got friends that also can support that it's really really difficult so for me it's about not getting to the point where you're in that much of despair where you can't manage behaviour with your children because usually behaviour, negative behaviour is something that's happening for the child and usually happening at home or at school or something in their life that they can't express or they're not being heard or understood so Before it even gets to that point, I'm looking at supporting parents in all areas to be able to minimize those changes of negative behavior or, and that just general support because we have it in every other part of our life you know financial the dentist the doctors but for parenting there doesn't seem to be enough and it is that let's kind of get rid of that taboo of we're, we're,
1: we're, we're a failure yeah we yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're failing in our job as parents or whatever yeah. I was just like as you were speaking I was I was imagining. Um, is, it, is she called super? Is she called super nanny? Is that what yeah. she's called? Yeah, but that's what she is, right? She's a parenting coach. She goes, yeah. she she goes into these homes. She observes how the child's and the parents' relationship are together, and then yeah. she provides them with the support in how they can stop their child from doing whatever it is that their child's doing or whatever. But obviously televised and usually when it's at its most extreme because otherwise we wouldn't want to watch it, right? We wouldn't want to see what how she's going to deal with these things. I just yeah, that's why I had in in my head is that this is a woman on the telly like and I can imagine you being like there like this is what we need to do. What I was going to say though is when you were talking and and you were talking about getting the support, one of the other things that parents need to know as well that it is okay for them to take time out, right? It's okay for them to Have a bit of self-care and a little bit of self-love themselves. Because sometimes when you've got a a child that's really challenging, you're going to feel overwhelmed, you're going to feel like you're not doing a good enough job, that everybody's watching you and everybody's judging you. You're going to feel all of those things. But to take, be able to take that time and say, actually, do you know what? I'm doing the best I can. And I also deserve to be taken care of and looked after. So I'm going to take that time for me. I think that's really important as well.
2: And having it without the guilt. So, be, for me, being a single parent with dad not really in the picture, or when he was, he wasn't. There was wasn't any point. <laughs> um, and I know there's lots of parents out there, whether they're with their partners or not, whether they've got that support. We still have that guilt of should we be doing it with our children? And the odd occasions when I may, would have gone out for a meal, for example, in the day while she was at school guilt of me of having that time and spending that money on myself was ridiculous Mm and it's only last year and she was 15 that I actually took myself away for the weekend things were quite (laughs) and that's where we met because it was at the healing weekend where we knew the person that was running it and I went on my own and for me I I've hate I don't like being on my own I've got a lot of or had a lot of self-belief and self-confident issues and that's all because of my you know my background and um, my childhood and how that's massively affected my business and me as a person relationships and it is huge to just, it was only since last year when we met and you did that amazing workshop about, I mean, you only touched on a few things about loving yourself and, and loving your own body and really being within yourself and made me realise that I haven't loved myself. I have, I've never been given or shown that opportunity either because I wasn't shown how to love when I was younger. I was just the protector of my sisters. No one loved me. I was in over 10 foster homes and I was abused in most of them. So for me, going into adulthood and then soon going into a a relationship with my daughter's dad, who also abused me, Uh, and my sister had that same cycle luckily I came out with it within three years because I wasn't having any more of it and I didn't want my daughter to see it but my my sister's gone on to have that for 12 years and she's that damaged it's like it's it's unrecognizable but for parents to to really understand what self-love is and to know how to do that and, and and for example you know just I've always had an issue with my weight and I've always or the last few years I've been really really mindful about what I eat how I say things and what if I put things on what I'm saying out loud because just even that little thing you know my daughter's 16 she's the size six she's got long hair and she is gorgeous she's having issues with girls and I think it's mainly because of jealousy but if those Children or young girls were also taught how to self love. Yeah, yeah, and have that confidence and that, you know, head up high and I am who I am. I can kind of go out and fight the world and not compare because that's what a lot of it is, the world would just be such a different place. And the generation now would be totally different. And I know there's so much around social media and what they see and the pressures of that. And this, I mean, that's a massive, massive thing on its own. But there's just so much what we need to really be mindful of with especially our young, you know, teenagers, but starting right when they're really young, and embedding that, so they don't get to the point where, you know, their issues are really bad or they're being bullied or um, they've got eating issues or they're not going out without makeup or, you, you know, there's just so much about, it, you know, we could talk for weeks, couldn't we,
1: yeah, about absolutely. it all? <laughs> I, That's why I, I'm doing the um, Raising Sexually Empowered Teens course.
0: Hit that subscribe button yet. Go on, go on.
1: You know you want to just like with parenting we don't get taught how to parent do we I had Nathan when I was 18 I just turned 18 and had a baby and I, I felt like I I needed to prove myself because I would hear I would say I'm going to call them little old ladies because that's what they were to me at the time but these women at, at the bus stop you know having conversations about me yeah in front of me but like with the whispers and that mold you like those those things mold you you start to think oh I'm not a good I'm I'm not good enough to be a parent and or I'm not good enough to do this and then you go inwards and yes. you then project other people's projections that, that you've then taken on as your own to your children so the values that you're sharing maybe sometimes aren't even your own values so I feel it's really important for us to strip away really come in like like we did when we were together and start to look at who you are as a person and what you yes. love and what you feel inside because once you start to understand your values on on things and you strip away community cultural um you know educational whatever it is that you've had you start to understand who you are as a person that's where you can build that self love because you start to truly own who you are and this raising sexually empowered children I feel that just like with the parenting we never get taught anything about sex or or you know how to how to be careful in school we get a a quick video and I asked some parents recently and it it hasn't really changed that much from when I was at school and that was a long time ago but it is just
2: about that a little bit about the sex education but it's more about the bodies and and what they look like and how yeah. they may change but actually around why we have sex and and for it not to be a negative thing so being abused when I was younger it's always been a negative thing and it wasn't yeah. until I again met you last year that I actually thought about in the next few years my daughter will be having sex and I've always made it such a taboo and it's yeah. disgusting and it, and you know me and my partner don't even kiss in front of her I think what am I doing as a parent being that way and how is that going to affect her journey and her experiences going through the next stage of her life because this is kind of the next stage for her building yeah. relationships with whoever she's going to make those with and then having sex and even foreplay and, and all yeah. that stuff that we just don't talk about and right. if we talked about it more and had more of a positive view on it and educated them in the right way maybe there wouldn't be teenage pregnancies and there wouldn't be bullying and there no. wouldn't be the judgments and there would be you know, and the relationships would be a lot stronger because yeah. the children would grow up knowing what they want what and they don't have those I mean we all have to make mistakes and have those
1: experiences but they'd be totally different people yeah, yeah. and I feel as well like with with regards to this like and 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 I feel it's a really important parenting tool to have because what you're doing really is allowing for your child to set their own boundaries around their own body around their own sexual experiences around what they allow for their body to receive um, and all of that kind of stuff so they they have their values they work on their boundaries but parents need to do that as well right the parent needs to work their own at the same time And understand that they can't project their values. They can't project their opinions onto the child because that might not be what the child believes. All that Yeah, that mutual, you know, way of speaking and being more open and having that communication because I would love like to know that my children can come to me and say oh mum I've had this experience like I need your help rather than shy away when I when I fell pregnant at 18 so I didn't I had no idea that I could fall pregnant like you know, I I don't yeah. think we'd even had sex that many times, but I didn't think I was going to fall pregnant and, and have a baby. So then when I, when I fell pregnant and I told my, I had to tell my parents cause I started bleeding and then I started panicking. I must've got myself stressed and I started spotting. So I had to tell my parents, but then I had the, the initial shock, like, and the, what if you, I'm, I'm not going to swear, but that kind of a thing. And then I had, oh, they were getting a bit excited. But because my mom was an alcoholic, then when she had a drink, I would get a lot of abuse. And I would get called like, you little slut, you're a little bitch, you ruined your life. Um, that's it, that, that kind of stuff from my mom. And then, so I had all of this conflicting, you know, and all I'd done was spend time with somebody that I absolutely love. Oh, he's not going to stay with you You're never going to, you know, it's, you're, you've ruined your life. We're here 28, 29 years, we're still here together. We do have our ups and downs, I'm not gonna lie. But you know 80%. we made it work. And I, I sometimes I wonder, did we make it work? Because so many people told us it wasn't gonna work. And we're both quite stubborn. And if somebody tells us we can't do something, like we're like, we're gonna do that. Like I've really kind of yeah. did we work it because of all of these people did they put that fuel in us or were well, they completely wrong and that was their own perception of what happened mm-hmm. to them or somebody yeah. that they know and they just assume mm-hmm. it's going to happen to somebody else
2: so I wonder kind of like- those older generation where they didn't talk about it and that you know if you did sp- sleep with a few men it was you were a slut and that but actually it's, it's about exploring and experimenting and how are we meant to build our values and know what we want and you know like you or, or most people if they have a relationship in their teens and they're with that person for the rest of their life they don't know any different mm-hmm. but if you've got someone that's been sl- slept with 10 people they're going to start knowing what they like what they mm-hmm. want and you know and and it is about just life experiences and it's not about being labeled bad for whatever you know whatever you choose
1: yeah exactly yeah I think in life if it's if you know if it's with somebody else or involving somebody else as long as there's consent you're being respectful to your own boundaries and you're not hurting anybody whatever you do you shouldn't have to feel shame for in any way you shouldn't have any feeling of shame in your body because actually it's okay to do those things and you're right going back to what you said I feel like we as parents with the sexual education we learn it in school it's quite early I think here now I remember learning it in secondary school I think I was about 12 when they they did it for us
2: we need we have to be, now, now in some schools
1: yeah we need to be having that those conversations from when the child you know as soon as they start inquiring about where do babies come from or or, or that kind of stuff we need to start building that into the conversation and if we if we tell little lies well you know like the stork brought, brought you then it's going to only instill that they're not going to want to come when they realize that we haven't told them the truth they're not going to want because my mum's not going to tell me the truth she's going to make up something because yeah. she's embarrassed or whatever That it's exactly the same with a child who's who's a little bit more difficult who's having you know behavioral issues if you can come down to their level if you can have those open communication with them if you can give them the time to explain themselves yeah. and be calm and, and 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 it is hard sometimes as they they like to push yeah. our buttons and they these kids but if you can Just take yourself away, breathe, take a few minutes to breathe and and then go back to it. You're Mm. teaching your child the same thing, right? You're teaching your child that we don't shout. We come back when we're calm and we sit and we talk and we discuss and we put everything on the table and we work out how we're going to move forward.
2: And that's where I'm there for now, because it's about actually these tricky conversations that we haven't been brought up to know how to do them because most of us probably didn't have those. I definitely didn't have them when I was yeah. younger. It was just like even period. I, I wasn't told about periods and I started by the time I was 11 and I just didn't know what to do. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared the pain and my hormones and how, my cycle affects everything that I do in life on a daily basis even just to that we just don't get spoken about so just teaching our children even just about the cycle I mean isn't that just about loving themselves and accepting themselves and understanding how it all works because it is part of us and it is that's a taboo it's kind of like it that's not spoken about or it's embarrassing to have the products that we need to to be able to support us through that, you know, that time of the month. And that is, isn't spoken
1: about. No, it's not. And if you think that no, we don't, we, we might say to our close friends, oh, I've come on, I'm on my period, oh, I feel like crap or whatever. But you don't, you know, you don't have those open communication do you in school as a kid if you've got cramps and you're feeling horrible I remember I used to try and get my mum to write me a letter to to say I couldn't do PE yeah but the letter never explained exactly it would just say oh Serena's having girly issues or something like there was never an explanation so you kind of learn to cover it up and it's well it's something we don't talk about because it's never discussed in a yeah in an adult way And I bring it up in when working with parents. So I have got a few parents that
2: I'm working with where mum and dad come into the sessions, which is really, really valuable. And I talk about hormones and Mm -hmm. how it affects their child, especially when we've got children that we're looking at from about eight and they're going through um, behavioural issues. And most of it is because of hormones and we don't understand how much that affects them when and how to deal with them. I mean, my daughter started when she was, so her behaviour started when she was six, and I actually trapped, for a few months and it was a cycle and she didn't start mm-hmm. until she was t- uh, 11 but yeah. now because i'm in tune with it and i'm aware of it i'm i'm supporting her to be aware of it and like you know she's she's started a period in the night and she's woke up mom i've started and i'm, I'm sick and i know the next few days she's gonna rest but i also know that the last week she's uh, attitude has changed and she's been snappy and she's not been talking to me so i already knew before so being really in tune to being able to support them and I talk to parents about that as well because I don't want them to go through it being a taboo and and the dads do get a bit embarrassed and like oh I'm gonna go away now but I'm like no stay because this is what you need to understand about your child to be able to support them in the best way
1: yeah and then they're coming from it in an empowered space as well and they've got their whole family supporting them I love that I love that idea it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you i love that we get to do these amazing little podcast episodes and, and we've only
2: touched on it tiny tiny i know things.
1: i know this is gonna I'm, I'm i'm feeling like this is this is something where we could expand on like we can do something again soon <laughs> yeah so um thank you so much for being with me would you like to tell people where they can find you they want to come find you
2: Yes, yeah, so I am on Facebook at the moment and my gr- I've got three different groups. So parent support for understanding your teen. So that's from about eight years to 18 and parent support for understanding your young child. So six to about 10 and then parent support for understanding your child in the early years So that's zero to five. And I've made that decision to keep them separate for now because they are such different phases and see how they go. And there'll be, you know, specific content for each ages. And it is just about that community sharing experiences, not feeling alone, not struggling. And you've always got access to me to ask a question. Tell me what content you want in there and I'll do it because I just want to help
1: as many parents as possible and just get out there and get out there. Yeah, and there's like a great space when, when you you can go into parenting groups, a great space to be able to kind of let off a little bit of steam as well, right? If you need yeah. to, like, just yeah. feel like you can't do it at home, you can do it in these spaces. They're always just lovely, safe communities, aren't
2: they? I spoke to someone yesterday just about a business, something about business and how she could actually support me. And she was like, i sat there on my own crying because he wouldn't go to sleep and he wouldn't, if every time we got up he'd cry you know get up, and it took us hours for months and months and I'd sit there and cry and I was like and that's what I don't want I don't want parents crying because they just don't know what to do or they're so tired or I want them in my groups and I want
1: to be able to support them all through their journey amazing thank you so much for doing this amazing work me. and um, I will see you very soon till next time everybody take care
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleash Your Inner Diva. If you liked what you heard, be sure to hit like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. Have a burning question for Serena or a topic you'd love her to discuss on the show? Get in touch. Check out www.lovethybodyproject.com. You can also reach Serena on Instagram at Serena Novelli. Until next time, remember, you got this, diva.